When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And right now, Thomas Hearns is an open book for Ray Leonard. Backs up against the ropes. This is one of the most unusual calls by a referee in the history of the sport. The first loss. A tremendous victory. Leonard fighting off the ropes. It happened. It happened. Never cut by Douglas. Down goes Tyson. Wilson. Right hand shot. fans to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Sean Bastel, shortly to be joined by Johnston Brown for another episode of Legendary Nights. As voted for by you, the listeners and the followers on Twitter, you voted in our recent welterweight poll and the winner of that is Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez, the fourth encounter. What a great fight to be talking about. But before we get into the episode, as always, go and find us on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter and BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. Also, subscribe to the podcast by finding us on Apple Podcasts. It's BTR Boxing Podcast. Subscribe, rate and review us. If you're not on Apple, please go on any podcasting app on Android, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Player FM, TuneIn, even our very own Podbean. Get on there, get following, get rating, get reviewing. It really helps us. So then, listeners, let's get into the episode as voted for by you. This is the tale of Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez for... So, Johnston, this is the tale of Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez, the fourth in final encounter in their saga. And great pick from yourself in that poll, in a great poll as usual. And I'm really excited to be talking about what was an epic encounter between these two fighters. Same here, mate. R- really, like, I'm um, four great fights from, from two excellent fighters, um, you know, world class fighters, if let's be honest. Um, you know, I, I, the fourth one went in there, not because I felt it was the best fight, it was because it just tells the whole story from one all the way through to four. And I think that, you know, these two guys, I think I think it, it, it's a pod like this, I think that gives it great justice because I think that's something we need to do. And and, and it just, uh, the fourth, the first, all of them, they're all, they all had their best bits, you know, their, their moments. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to breaking, breaking the fight down and obviously their careers. And it's just a great legendary night, it really is. It really is. So thank you for everybody that voted for this particular legendary night. And as always, we'll get into the episode by talking about the careers of both men in the lead-up to this fourth fight between one another. We'll talk about the build-up to the fight. We'll talk about the breakdown of the fight. And, of course, the aftermath and what it meant for both fighters. So, career profiles then. Let's talk about a little bit about what led into this fourth and final encounter between these two men. Obviously, you alluded to the fact that they'd been in the ring three other times before, of course, and... 
we had some fantastic fights, but we'll touch on them as we go along through the career. And I think starting out really for for, for Pacquiao, I think is where I'd like to begin the career profiles from. And and Pacquiao, obviously, you said in the legendary nights last week that you look at Manny Pacquiao's run between sort of 2006 onwards to around about 2010, 2011. And it was one of the most phenomenal runs in boxing and boxing history. And obviously, three of the four fights were a part of this. So we're really going to get to cover off a lot of this, really, with the, with this episode, given the story of start to finish. But obviously, I think... Going back to that very first time these two met, it was after Manny Pacquiao had started to burst onto the scene in the early 2000s, and his breakout fight was in 2003 when he beat Marco Antonio Barrera in November of 2003. I think for me that was where we started to see Manny Pacquiao on the scene as a guy that has come up from from you know a very minimum weight because you you know we all forget that this guy started out in like the flyweight division and the way he's moved up through the divisions over the years has been phenomenal but his breakout moment for me was the Marco Antonio Barrera fight when he stopped Barrera and Barrera as we know absolute legend in his own right stopping Barrera in 11 rounds was a massive statement for Manny Pacquiao at this point of his career and that's what's led into the first fight between Pacquiao and Marquez and that first fight was an absolute hell of a fight. The first round, one of the craziest rounds you've ever seen. But for me, this is where we really start to get to see Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez. The beginning of what was going to be an epic four-fight series. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Just this first fight, sort of, it, it set the tone, didn't it? Um, I mean, that, that first round, as you say, uh, obviously, Manny Pacquiao puts uh, Juan Marquez down three times with that with that straight left hand that he loved to throw, you know, if anyone hasn't seen the fight, definitely go back and watch this first, um, the Marquez and Pacquiao fight and just seeing that young, fresh man in Pacquiao was all action. And he didn't really think about anything else but putting the pressure on and trying to get rid of a fight. Um, as, as we see against in, in the Barrera fight, uh, who obviously, as you say, you know, in his own right, he was, he's an historic fighter and goes down. Was one of the all-time greats, but Marquez obviously um, he, he had a bad start, he had an awful start, and and to be fair, it, he was pretty lucky that the referee, I think it was Cortez, wasn't it, who was refereeing the fight, didn't wave it off in that first round, and who knows what could have happened if if he did do that, you know, if Pacquiao had demolished Marquez in in that one round, it, it, you, we may never even be speaking about the four fights that they had, but you know, brilliant, brilliant start from Pacquiao, and obviously. He was 10-6 up. I mean, how many fights do we watch throughout the years and you see a 10-6 round? It just normally the fight's over. You don't get to, to mark a round for, for, for a 10-6. But obviously, um, credit to Marquez. He uh, who was a great counter-puncher. And, and one thing with Marquez that I always knew for years from watching him and watching back after his career as well is literally just the ability of his counter-punches. And he wasn't just a counter-punch. It was a counter-punch with combinations. His combinations and counter-punches were just first class. So... You know, he came back into this fight, granted, and, 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 he, and he pushed Pacquiao all the way to the end, to the point where it was really close to the scorecards. Um, I mean, I felt Pacquiao edged it because of that 10-6, and one of the judges actually scored, the guy that made it a draw, actually scored it a 10-7, if, if I remember rightly. Therefore, if he had scored it 10-6 like he should have done, he wouldn't have been a draw. It would have been a Pacquiao win. Um, I believe Pacquiao won it from that first round, and three knockdowns in the first round, but great fight and what a great start for these two to, to move on to, to this four fight sequence it certainly was. For Pacquiao, he would move on in his career and he would then move on to fight Eric Morales in 2005, losing via a unanimous decision to Eric Morales. He would then have the return with Morales in 2006, subsequently beating Morales as well. And there was two great fights there with Morales. The second one where he stopped him in round number 10. Fantastic fight between the two of them. And the first fight, again, fantastic fights. These are, you know, these are fighters that we speak about a lot. You know, great Mexican Mexican fighters, fighters that go down in boxing history, Morales, you know, who, who would have thought that someone like Manny Pacquiao would go on to end up having 
trilogies of fights with three or four different fighters. Obviously, we're talking about the Marquez four fights. He fought Morales three times. He beat him a second time, and then he beat him again a third time later on in 2006. So it's absolutely crazy to think about the you know that there's not many people in boxing that I know of uh, that. I've gone on to fight two or three different fighters at least two or three times. Manny Pacquiao is definitely one of them. Sugar Ray Robinson might be another one springing to mind, but there's not many of them. Definitely not many of them. So he goes in, beats Eric Morales, 2006. 2007 comes around, and who does he fight? None other than Marco Antonio Barrera, yet again. Yeah, it just says a lot about Manny. I mean, I mean after that first Eric Morales fight, I mean, I will credit Steve Bonsis because he was the one that picked up on this and something I was listening to before is, is the win sequence from that point from that first loss to Mark, for, um, Eric Morelles what what he did do which which Freddie, which Freddie Roach picked up on is that with, with Morelles in that first fight that Morelles won um, he was able to just to, to avoid that, that straight left hand which was just you know it was like a it was the shot it was the money punch um, and basically what he did was Freddie Roach went away and, and he decided to work on the right punches right hand as well um, and, and basically that's why he got the win against Morelles I mean the fight just before Morelles second fight was, was I believe it was the Vasquez fight where he, he really showed how, how much of a, a great right hand he's got after sort of you know he's basically just showing that the straight left hand isn't just Manny anymore he's got that but he's also got a right hand and from that point he just it was just brilliant and obviously he destructed Morelli twice and in the Barrera fight as well you know to fight these guys who were like you know they, they, they're absolute left they're unright and, and he absolutely battered him basically he, he battered him to the point that Barrera in the end is called out to keep in a top fight because it was just he was taking absolute paces um, but yeah which is the fight you said out of the four fights that we've seen between these two fighters was probably the best one as well and I, I, I personally like the first one better that's just my personal preference in terms of the fights between these but this second fight absolutely fantastic fight the first fight was a draw the second fight was a split decision win for Manny Pacquiao and again We've talked about this off the air loads of times about Pacquiao Marquez and should Pacquiao have won this second fight? Should he have won the first fight? Should Marquez have done enough to win the first? It's been so debatable and subjective over the years that people today still argue about it on social media. You'll still get people debating about these four fights between one another. Obviously, the one we're covering today, we can't really dispute because of the ending of it, of course. But the first three fights, there was no clear winner. And that was what the takeaway was from these two getting in the ring together but the 2008 fight the second fight between Manuel Marquez and Manny Pacquiao was another very close fight which could have been scored either way but it went in favour of Manny Pacquiao it, it did and um, it was again I mean the first three fights I mean they were all close but I mean I, I did enjoy the second uh, you know, one, the one thing that I always remember was, was uh, when Pacquiao wobbled Marquez um, with, with that straight left hand in the third round and stunned him um, on the bell, and uh, then uh, Pacquiao even suffered a cut in his eye, and Marquez was cut, and it, it was just to and fro again. Uh, you know, Pacquiao hurting Marquez, Marquez coming back and just waiting to throw those the, the counter combinations, if you like. And I think probably with the problem was is that the judges tend to like the aggressive fighter clearly because Pacquiao was getting a nod in these fights, whereas Marquez was a very, very... I mean, he, 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 you're going to talk... We talk about sort of the noughties. Marquez is probably one of the best counter-punches around, um, and that beautiful right hand and the uppercut. He had, he had loads of Arsenal in his locker. And the thing is with Marquez as well, he's a late bloomer. I mean, he didn't win a title, but we will move on to, to Marquez, obviously. Yeah, a great a great second fight, and, and I think Pacquiao won it for me personally. I just think Pacquiao did enough, and I think the knockdown won in the fight. Interesting take on it, and obviously... A lot of people may, well, they may argue with it because obviously people are very subjective about these particular fights. But as he moved on from there, Pacquiao goes on this, you know, carries on with this phenomenal run. So a few names to throw out here of guys that he beat in the ring going on this phenomenal run before he eventually come up against Tim Bradley. So... David Diaz was after the Marquez fight. Then he beat Oscar De La Hoya. Then he beat Ricky Hahn, Miguel Cotto, Joshua Clotty, Margarito, Shane Mosley, and 
the third fight with Man Manuel Marquez. Right, yeah, one Manuel Marquez in the, the third fight. Now this for me, um, Marquez was for me was a it was a clear win for him. I, I'm, I'm I can't believe that any of the judges would have gone for Pacquiao in the third fight. I, it is it, it makes me wonder. I mean, uh, for me, I had it as a one one fifteen one thirteen. If not, probably a bit more in Marquez's favour. Uh, I think Pacquiao even knew he lost that fight in the third one. In the way he reacted at the end, and even in the press conference after, he couldn't believe he got the, he got the result. Um, no idea how he got a majority decision. For me, Marquez done enough to win that night. And and whether the first two were controversial, I, I don't think this one was. I, I, I don't. I just don't see how Manny won this fight. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It goes down in history but now. Um, but obviously, the funny thing with it is that obviously we moved on to the Timothy Bradley fight after the Marquez fight, and and I thought he actually battered Bradley, um, and I don't, I've literally, I think I've given Manny Pacquiao that ten rounds over Bradley, um, and and then what happens? He gets robbed. So you know, they, we all talk about football, and you know, we, we, everything sort of tends to even up at the end of the day. Um, it happens in boxing as well because I believe Marquez deserved to get that win against Pacquiao, and I believe Pacquiao deserved to be Bradley, but. You know, this is what happens. This is this is boxing for you. It certainly is. You're right, and it was like instant karma for winning over Marquez in 2011 to then getting beat off Timothy Bradley in 2012. It made sense, really, for them to go for a four fight because they were both at the point in the career where they they needed this big definitive ending to the saga, really. And and obviously, with the first fight being so close and ending up a draw, and then the second fight, and then the third fight, and, you know, there was no definitive clear winner, really, out of all of the fights that took place up until the fourth fight. Not one of them was definitive in my eyes. Not one of them fights was a definitive clear win for one or the other. And I think it was very close and could easily be scored in different ways, interpreted in different ways. And this is what led to the fourth fight. The fourth fight was called for because there was this there was this sort of itch that needed to be scratched. And I know I'm using a fantastic <laughs> euphemism there for it. But, yeah, it's, it's true. It's like both men felt like they, they needed to, to close the book on this and it was going to happen no matter what this this fight was going to happen it had to happen everybody was calling for it the fans were calling for it pundits were calling for it the four fight between these two needed to happen so Marquez's career leading up to this particular fight then let's look back a little bit on Juan Manuel Marquez who it feels like he's, he's been, he'd been around forever and he had because he actually started his career like the Mexicans do very young in 1993 and it's absolutely crazy to think that he started his career in 1993 and went on to fight for 21 years as a professional fighter uh, absolutely crazy that he that he was involved in some high-profile fights all the way through his career. You know, I first come across him early 2006, I think it was, and for me it was when he fought Chris John. That was the sort of first time I'd really come across him. So at this point, I'd missed his his you know initial fight with Manny Pacquiao. I caught up on this retrospectively, so I'd not seen this when this had happened. He come he come and got beat off Chris John, and I'm thinking. You know, this guy looks alright, so this guy could go on to do something in the future. You know, I won't mind seeing him back in the ring. So, he got beat off Manny Pacquiao in the second fight. But, in the lead-up to that fight, he beat Marco Antonio Barrera in 2007 with a unanimous decision. Then he beat Rocky Juarez, and then that put him in prime position as the WBC featherweight champion at the time to face off against Pacquiao in that second fight in which Pacquiao won via a split decision, as we've spoke about. So then he comes back and he fights Jole Casamayor, beats Casamayor, beats Juan Diaz in the lightweight division to win the WBA, WBO and IBO lightweight titles. So in the space of one fight, he becomes you know three belt champion basically, which I thought was was crazy when I seen him do that. I seen him beat Casamayo, and then I seen him beat Juan Diaz, and I was thinking this is absolutely crazy to think that this guy has has come back from this loss and just ended up going on to to capture all these titles. But then next. He ended up fighting Floyd Mayweather, which was a decision I'll always find quite strange because 
naturally, when you look at his weight at the time, he was always naturally a, a, a featherweight fighter. The fact that he'd moved up through the weights to get to lightweight and then jumped two weights to get to welterweight, you weren't really giving the guy much of a chance, to be honest with you. And ultimately, the size difference and defensive specialities of Floyd Mayweather paid dividends. It's 100%. And, and one thing, you know, you've got to remember with Marquez is that he was a counter-puncher. So, so trying to get someone like Mayweather, it, you know, it's a bit of a... It's like a ceasefire, really, because you've got, you know... Is, is Mayweather going to take the initiative? No, he's not, is he? Really, especially this time of Mayweather's career. And, and you know, Marquez, he, he thrives off of pressure. Hence why him and Pacquiao gelled so well, because Pacquiao was a pressure fighter and Marquez was the counter-puncher. And that's what made it so intriguing. So when you get sort of Mayweather as a defensive master and then you've got someone like Marquez who, who wants to throw counter-punches but nothing's coming at him, he has to initiate the fight, really, if he wants to win the fight. Cause, you know, we, I'm not going to speak too much of Mayweather, but I you know, always say that second half of Mayweather's career, I just, you know, it was a bit of a cherry pick in terms of the fact, why is he fighting Marquez? As you say, he was a natural featherweight. Why is he fighting Mayweather at welterweight? Again, it's just like Mayweather sticking another name on his record. At the time, that's just what I believe. I'll get shut down for that several times for a lot of my friends and whoever else that disagrees with me but you know that's just how I see it and the, the heart the first half maybe was career up with that standing up the second half not so much but you know that's that's another story but you know as you as you mentioned the, the Barrera fight with, with one one well Marquez if, if no one's really seen Marquez what's the Barrera fight because it's an absolute belter the one Diaz fight the first one is another brilliant fight um, and that they all happened before the Mayweather fight um and obviously beating Joel Casemiro, who was also a, a very good fighter, um, was a good result, and it, it stopped him in round 11 as well. So, yeah, I was, I was the same, Sean. Um, I was a bit like, you know, it's, I didn't give him any chance, and basically it was pretty one-sided in a way. Nothing, it, it didn't really, you know, if, if you didn't know Marquez, and then you watched the Mayweather fight, you'd think, well, he ain't no good. I mean, these guys, because he, he didn't look great. He was unable, he didn't look good at all, really. So um, he had his moments, don't get me wrong, but it was just an easy stroll for Mayweather. And, and it looked bad for Marquez, but, you know, thankfully, he, he come back and, and then got the second fight with Diaz and won that. And then he fights Michael Cadzias, uh, or I pronounced his name wrong, but <laughs> another banging fight. You want to watch that fight, that Michael Cadzias fight is an absolute belter. Um, and he stops him in round nine. But, you know, some excellent fights there leading up. So obviously, before we go on to Maki, uh, Manny Pacquiao 3. Yeah, the, the Juan Diaz fights were very significant for him. Obviously, a great victory for him against Juan Diaz. And then the Michael Katsidis fight. The Katsidis <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the guy who came over here and uh, blew away Kevin Mitchell. And then, obviously, Katsidis would then go on to end up fighting guys like uh, Graham Earl and Tommy Coyle. And you even fought Ricky Burns. You know, there was, there was plenty of fantastic fights that you know he was involved in throughout his career Katsidis is another good good fighter to to watch he was a you know great knockout artist and was involved in some fantastic fights anyway back to point Katsidis he beats him moves on uh, fights Likar Ramaz beats Likar Ramaz and then we get to the third Manny Pacquiao fight which was spoke about and touched on and loses via a Majority decision to Manny Pacquiao in the third fight. And then he goes in again, Serhel Fedchenko, and beats him for the WBO Super Lightweight title. So again, at this point, he'd moved up and then he'd moved down again. Then he'd moved up again. And then we get to the fourth Manny Pacquiao fight. And he's back up at welterweight yet again. Now, obviously, his welterweight campaign for Marquez wasn't the greatest. I don't think it was his strongest weight that he was in because you look back on his record and you think it was a bit hit and miss and bit inconsistent I think his best days were probably at lightweight if I'm being honest and I think you know if if these guys would have stayed in in the sort of lower weight categories I think we probably would have seen maybe a different outcome and a different result in, in some of these fights I mean they both ended up naturally moving up together throughout the weights and ended up fighting each other throughout the weights I mean the first time they did fought each other was back in 2004 which was for the featherweight title so this is in the featherweight division back in 2004 let's move on to the second fight and look when they fought again when they fought again it was for the super featherweight title so it was a weight category up and then the 2011 fight was all the way up in the welterweight division they never actually fought each other uh, at lightweight or super lightweight which was 
a bit crazy, really, because you would have thought the lightweight or super lightweight divisions were where, for me, the, both of them was, you know, probably at the, the absolute physical peak prime conditions, and that that's kind of where I saw them both. I mean, people may argue this point because of what both men kind of went on to do retrospectively in their careers, but you know, I, I never got to see that opportunity for these two guys to fight in that then divisions, and I don't know how much difference seven pounds up or down would have made between the the lightweight and super lightweight divisions. But I would have loved to have seen him go there at a, a more natural weight because I don't feel. Marquez was naturally a welterweight and I think the con- con- inconsistency shown when he did step up to fight in the welterweight division against the elite level guys, he struggled I think his counter punching was what got him through it, if he didn't have that supreme counter punching style I think maybe you know we probably would have been looking at him getting beat more handily and, and then maybe he would have moved back down We'd, we never know, we'll never know now because obviously he's since retired of course but yeah that, that's me going in a little bit of a tangent and a bit of a rant really about the <laughs> that I never got to see him in the lightweight or super lightweight divisions facing off against each other. So we got past the, the third fight with Pacquiao and he loses the majority decision. Again, fantastic fight as we've touched on. That was for the WBO welterweight title. He comes back into Fedchenko and then we get the fourth fight as we speak about. So this is where it's all set up for the definitive fight. This was the fight that was supposed to tell everybody who the definitive overall winner was. And it was quite a strange one because you know how governing bodies decide in certain fights they want to make up certain titles. This this was one of them. This was one of them because <laughs> unofficially the fight was, deci- as it was decided as a WBO champion of the decade so they kind of made this title up unofficially as whoever won this fight was going to be the champion of the decade again anyway let's move on to the build-up let's move on to the build-up before we start ranting about anything else to do with governing bodies and titles so build up then before we get into it we're going to 2012 let's talk about 2012 as a year let's throw a few fun facts in about 2012 and what also happened in the year of 2012 yeah I thought it'd be quite nice to add a little segment in terms of what what 2012 was happening on the sporting highlight front so obviously 2012 we had the Euro 2012s where uh, Spain beat Italy 4-0 in the final um, they won the European uh, Euros basically uh, Chelsea won the, the Champions League against Bayern Munich I'm sure the Chelsea fans will put that one in we had Man City as well, obviously, with a famous Aguero go uh, when they won the Premier League. Um, the Wells won the Six Nations um, for the 25th time. Um, the World Series in baseball, because for the American fans, was won by San Francisco Giants. Miami Heat won the NBA Finals. Los Angeles Kings won the Stanley Cup. Sebastian Vettel won F1 season, the Formula One season. Uh, obviously, the one major thing in 2012 especially for me being Londoner, was the Summer Olympics. So we had the Super Saturday. Uh, we also had Bolt breaking all sorts of history, you know, winning the 100 and the 200 metres and the 4 by 100 metres consecutively, uh, in two consecutive Olympics, sorry. Uh, Bradley Wiggins winning Sports Personality of the Year. Obviously also won the Tour de France. Andy Murray picked up his first US Open first major title, uh, also winning Olympic gold in Olympics. Roger Federer winning Wimbledon. Europe's Ryder Cup team was won, uh, won the, uh, well, Europe won the Ryder Cup, sorry, in an exhilarating uh, competition. I'm not a massive golf fan, but I do remember the Americans leading 10-4 and then the European side coming back and winning 14 and a half to 13 and a half and moving away from sport with the number one song in December 2012 around the time of the Marquez Pacquiao fight was Oli Murs featuring Flo Ryder called Troublemaker. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis picked up an Oscar in his role in Lincoln and um, and Mick Romney uh, lost the US Presidential Olympics. Yep, that was, that was all the little highlights of 2012. Yeah, great 2012. Really, really good year. Really enjoyed 2012 as a year and in particular, boxing. Theirs is a true rivalry. After 36 rounds, neither man has demonstrated superiority over the other. Began eight years ago when Manny Pacquiao and Juan Manuel Marquez first met as featherweights. In the very first round, the Filipino slugger unleashed a violent onslaught. This is why we use the word sensation. 
Manny Pacquiao is a storm. But the Mexican star showed his resiliency, not just surviving the attack, but launching his own. Hard right hand stunts Pacquiao. And it could be the comeback of a lifetime for Juan Manuel Marquez. Fueron 12 rounds y en, en la mayoría de los rounds dominó mi peleador. The bout was declared a draw. Four years later, the pair met again for a rematch. Uppercut by Marquez, huge left hook, buckled Pacquiao. Down goes Marquez on a straight left hand shot. Blood is drama, we have blood, we have drama. It was two great technicians doing what they do best. This time, by just one point on the scorecards, Pacquiao was declared the split decision victor. The two met again last November. Pacquiao was the prohibitive favorite, seeking to end the trilogy in conclusive fashion. But the Mexican counterpuncher wouldn't comply. Hard right hand by Marquez. Pacquiao was knocked back on his heels. Juan Manuel Marquez is giving as good as he's getting from round to round and staying right there with Manny Pacquiao once again. Many observers felt Marquez had finally bested his greatest rival. But again, Pacquiao was awarded a controversial decision. Now, a fourth meeting between these in-ring equals, each searching for the elusive stamp of inarguable dominance. Después de tres peleas que hemos hecho un gran trabajo, un trabajo para aspirar al triunfo, y los jueces no lo han visto así, yo creo que lo importante es, es noquear. We need to stop him claiming that he won the fight. We need to knock him out. After three fights, doubt still persists. Who is the better man? Will this seemingly simple question finally be answered? Pacquiao Marquez 4 is next. We're going back to the fight then. Let's talk about the build-up yeah. for this particular fight and discuss what this was going down as. HBO, as always, 24-7 documentary. Can't argue with them enough. It's such a shame that we don't get to see this anymore because obviously there's no boxing on HBO anymore. That's now finished as of last year, unfortunately. So as a result of that, we get to see the insight into both camps, as always, about what's going on in camp, what's been going on in camp, adjustments made from each fight, highlights of each fight, both trainers talking about it, both fighters talking about it. And it just hypes it up, and and for me, it made what was going to be an epic fight very significant, and it really got me engaged in it. I remember staying up to watch the fight, but I watched all the three episodes leading up to the fight on the night, and I felt like you know, I'm really pumped for this now. I really, I really think like this is going to be another another close fight, and it's going to be another distance fight. And boy, was I going to be wrong about that one, of course. But this was. <laughs> gonna be for me one of the greatest fights of, of 2012 and i was really really excited for it you gotta remember in 2012 as well cal frotch absolutely decimated lucy and Butte. so that was one of the performances of, of 2012 you know in world boxing the way cal frotch was written off and he came back and beat Butte. so you know that was the really? only other fight that had really got me you know really excited this had got me just as excited as that and obviously this was a big money fight for both men as well pacquiao was guaranteed 26 million dollars for this fight and marquez only six million dollars pacquiao at the time was the bigger draw let's be honest about that he was the bigger draw he'd had the better resume he'd done more things than juan manuel marquez accomplishments wise in his career at this point so obviously he was the one that was going to get the lion's share of the purse now as I alluded to a little bit earlier on, the WBO decided that they were going to give the winner of this fight a champion of the decade championship belt. So whoever was going to win this fight was going to get that one-off special little belt that they decided to make just specifically for this particular fight. The fight itself, it generated over $10 million in revenue from the sale of 15,403 tickets. So, you know, it was near enough a sellout. And there was no tickets that were unsold. And there was 908 complimentary tickets given away. So, you know, it was it was a big money-making fight, basically. It was going to be great for both men. It was going to be great for the fans. In terms of box office, you know, we all moan about what we have to pay for box office here in the UK. But you guys in the USA, you absolutely get your pants pulled down big time. Because this fight in 2012 was $59.95 on pay-per-view. And it actually generated a 1.15 million buy rate as well. So, 
you know, we all complain about it. If I remember rightly, for us in the UK, this was actually on, I think it was, I don't know if it was on Box Nation. If it wasn't, I, I might have even just streamed it somewhere. I can't remember. It was seven years ago. But I do remember staying up till God knows what time it was to actually watch it. I think it was three or four in the morning. But, yeah, the, the, the build-up itself was really a little bit of animosity between them, to be honest, because, you know... Marquez had felt like he was robbed in a couple of fights and he had good reason to think that as we spoke about earlier on talking about their careers there was good reason to think that maybe he was a little bit hard done to in some of the fights and fans and pundits had their own version of how the three fights went down originally but Pacquiao as, as sort of humble as he is doesn't really like to get involved too much in the trash talking so Pacquiao was just sort of stating the facts really about the first three fights as opposed to sort of you know self-admitting that maybe he did lose the first fight maybe he did lose the third fight that's what a lot of people think so it was really setting it up nicely for what was going to be an epic bout and i was really really excited for this particular fight what about you johnston going back to 2012 going back to the fourth fight between pacquiao marquez the build-up to it what did you think yeah i I was always i was keen to watch it um you know, as you said, I think I streamed mine. I actually think um, I probably streamed it in Mexican, if I remember rightly, turning the volume down. <laughs> one of the Mexican streaming uh, channels. But, um, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, I remember watching the 24-7. Uh, that's something you could quite easily, had, you had access to. Um, and, uh, I mean, the one thing I do remember as well was uh, one Manuel Marquez, obviously. He was getting on a bit, you know. He's not, he's sort of in the mid-30s, late-30s, isn't he? So, um he he uh, was trying to adjust his, his training regime. And the one thing that always stuck out for me was the fact that he actually started to drink his own piss. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 each to their own, you know what I mean? He was told that, you know, if, if you drink your own weed, it, it actually you'll, uh, it's, I don't know, it done something. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I thought, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. But, wow, I mean, that shows you how determined he was to, to get, a, get a victory against Manny. Um, but... Yeah, I, I do remember. I mean, I remember the the twenty four seven really well. And just just as you say, it just gets you in the mood, doesn't it? It really got you buzzing for it. And, and obviously, we wanted to see it. You know, after the three controversial fights, because that's what it all stems from. I think I think Marquez felt that he was hard done by in all three fights, and um, there was there was controversy controversy in each fight. Um, you know, we can all look at it and we can we can break it down as much as we like and we could give our opinions and who we think won what. I do think Pacquiao won the first two fights. I think Marquez won the third. But they're all tight. They're all very tight fights. So I think we're all expecting the fourth to be pretty much the same. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it sort of it lived up to the hype, really. I mean, it, although it didn't last very long, but it was, it, was a, it was a great fight for as long as it lasted. But, I mean, the other thing as well was that I, I spotted is, is they done the fourth city press tour covering sort of 25,000 miles across three countries starting in uh, Pacquiao's Manila adopted hometown of Manila and then into Mexico City and um, just basically just to try and sell it um, and it, you know it, they, as you say I mean when you when you say the figures and how much Americans pay to watch pay-per-view fights it is mind-boggling really we moan about 20 quid I mean it's <laughs> less today so god I know people paid like 100 of dollars for Manny fight for not Manny for, for Mayweather fight so but yeah either way I mean it was it was a big fight everyone wanted to see the football I, I was desperate to see it I wanted to see Manny again and just to see whether he still got something and and well you know so we moved into the fight I suppose but um, it was just yeah I, I was eager I felt that Manny might just have his number um, yeah so and I was wrong <laughs> Manny Pacquiao supported by Hall of Fame trainer Freddie Roach in his dressing room is ready Juan Manuel Marquez, fortified by Hall of Fame trainer Nacho Berestein, is ready. It's time for our main event for the fourth time. Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez. Yeah, let's talk about the fight itself then. Obviously, this was a fight, as we both expected, to be a long-distance fight, to go the distance. It was going to be another case of them sharing the the, the full 12 rounds in this fight. Uh, And obviously, as we both said, how wrong were we going to be about this one? No one was to know what eventually was to come out of this particular fight. So the early part of the fight, I think the first two rounds for me, they both started out red tentative. Now the bell rings. 
Is it round one or round 37? Pacquiao starts off with a straight left hand, fires two jabs. Neither fighter has landed yet. Straight left hand lands for Pacquiao, straight right hand lands for Marquez. Those are their trademark punches. You know, I was quite surprised by how tentative they started out. I mean, you know, they were both throwing sort of short jabs and, and you know, they were landing or some of them were, sort of, you know, slightly out of range at the time. But I think really the only significant thing that happened in the first two rounds really was Pacquiao sort of threw a right hook at the end of the first, which, which landed, which wasn't really a... didn't look like it was a heavy shot and it looked like Marquez just shook it off straight away. No, no, no particular, you know, major damage done in this this particular first couple of rounds but if you're going to score it I think Pacquiao probably won them first couple of rounds to be honest with you because he was the one that was landing the cleaner punches and the head movement that he's shown in the fight prevented Marquez from landing his counters so Manny Pacquiao had started out really really well to be honest you know we knew that he was a pressure fighter. We knew he was going to come put pressure on, of course. But then we also knew Marquez was always going to look for that timing and that accuracy over speed. You made a good point about his age. He was 39 at the time this fight took place. And Manny Pacquiao was 33. So he's at the end of his career. You know, he was in physically great shape for a 39-year-old competitive fighter. But obviously, it slowed from the earlier years of when these two had shared the ring together. So obviously, he was looking for the counter-right. And that's what he was looking for throughout the, the, the full course of the fight. And obviously you could see occasions where Pacquiao's coming in and he's sort of bobbing his head and he's fainting to draw the lead from Marquez. And, you know, Marquez is a really, really clever fighter. He wasn't completely drawn into everything and every feint that Manny Pacquiao did. But when we got into the third round, things started to change a little bit. Marquez landed several left hooks to the body from range and he's trying to slow Pacquiao down. And he paid off. Another body shot by Marquez. That'll be the way to go if Pacquiao keeps all this movement up. Gotta find a way to slow it down. Oh! By Marquez. And for the first time in four fights, Manny Pacquiao has been knocked out. That's the first time in 39 rounds that Juan Manuel Marquez has been able to put Manny Pacquiao down. And he did it with his signature right hand over the top. And that's the punch, the looper punch. I told you that the weightlifting would definitely benefit. And he stunned Pacquiao with that right hand as well. But this is going to be a two-point round for Marquez. Unless Pacquiao can retaliate. He fainted to the body this time before landing a looping overhand right, which floored Pacquiao for the first time in all four of their fights. Oh, and what a shot. And what what a beautiful feint and dummy that, you know, Marquez. He, he, the way he shaped up, you just thought he was going to the body. When you slow it down, you really do see it. And, and Manny clearly thinks he is, you know, he just sort of drops that left hand ever so slightly and Marquez throws the right hand over the top and he hits him bang on the button, doesn't he? It's a, it's a wonderful shot. And, and great credit to Marquez, you know, over those, those last three fights, he clearly, you know, he, he knew that, that Pacquiao did, he loved to faint. And even more so, I mean, one thing you talk about the first two rounds is Manny's head movement. He was really sort of bobbling about. It was, it was very cautious from the pair of them, but probably even more cautious from Marquez in the first two, because he was clearly waiting for opportunities. Um, and, and, and one presented itself and, and he literally landed it on the button. I mean, it, he must have worked on that several times to so just the way he dummied it and just he fainted that to the body and, 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 and caught him. He really went down hard, Manny. Credit to Manny, though, he got back up and he was back on the front foot and he was he was trying to, to, to um, basically just show that he wasn't that hurt and, and he's going to turn this into to a bit of a... A war. It ends with a bit of a dramatic moment at the end of that third round. And you're sort of thinking, okay, well, Pacquiao's gone down, but he doesn't look in bad shape. And then obviously, um, you know, moving into to the fourth round, uh, Pacquiao lands several jabs. Marquez, he looks sort of determined. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he, he, he was ready to just, again, as you say, he was looking for those counter punches and looking for those openings. And Manny attacking, um, but kept leaving himself open to, to some jabs uh, from, from Marquez. And the pair... You know, they traded shots in sort of little explosive bursts before sort of... Uh, um, but Manny was... He, I don't know, he looked a bit anxious as well. I don't think he was... I know he had a lot of things going on politically as well because obviously this is the time when he's sort of trying to push to be a senator. So obviously I do I do believe that he had other sort of distractions. Um, and he sort of... That fourth round, it didn't look great, didn't he? Although he, he, he was obviously hurt still, probably a bit buzzed, he, he fought on and he looked 
decent. For me, I thought from that point it was. I think I thought I thought it was a draw round. I, I did quite even in that fourth round. But with Pacquiao winning the first two and then obviously the knockdown, it was it was even. I did even going into that fifth round. The fifth round was was a fantastic round, and it was actually voted for as Ring Magazine's Round of the Year in 2012. It opened up with Pacquiao landing several hard left hands in the early going before breaking through and flooring Mar- Marquez with a straight left hand. Obviously, Marquez, you know, warrior gets up. Arises and answers with a massive straight right hand on the chin that wobbled Manny Pacquiao, and it was just an absolute phenomenal start to round number five. Pacquiao hit Marquez with a flush left hand, uh, and Marquez scarcely blinked. <laughs> Means he's very focused there, and he sees it coming. Whereas in the earlier fights, he got hit by punches he probably didn't see. Well, you got to be careful, though, because once again, Pacquiao is sitting down on his punches, and Pacquiao is giving him some feints, and Marquez right there. And there goes the knockdown. Marquez and Pacquiao evens up the knockdown, count oh. as he puts oh. Marquez on the canvas, or at least forces Seven. him to touch his glove to the canvas to score the knockdown in round five. Now oh. let's see if Marquez tries to retaliate down the stretch of this round. Oh, there's just so many left hands you can take. Yeah, Marquez wasn't respecting the face, and that's how Pacquiao caught it. Oh! Huge right hand by Marquez. Pacquiao was able to stand up. This may be the best fight yet. Yeah, this is a <laughs> blood-curdling war so far. It was great for me. I really, you know, I'm the edge of my seat at this point. I'm thinking to myself, one of these guys are going to go. Are we going to see a 12-round fight? At this point, I was starting to think that one or the other is going to get stopped. And that fifth round, you know, is is one of the... Again, I talk about greatest rounds in boxing. This has definitely got to go up, at least in, in, you know, the sort of top 30 great rounds in boxing. It wasn't voted... Ring Magazine's round of the year for nothing, put it that way. If you're watching back on this particular fight, that fifth round, you know, in terms of how excited you can get about a round, this was one that keeps you on the edge of your seat, thinking to yourself, who's going to go? Who is going to go? And as the end of the round came... You know, we were talking the final minute. The fighters are trading again. They're still trading. Pacquiao's landing several unanswered punches, including a right hook, where you can see Marquez's legs are starting to go a little bit. And it actually broke Marquez's nose at this point. So, Marquez's face is bleeding. His nose is busted. You know, Marquez is starting to retreat for the remainder of the round. And the referee, Kenny Bayless, is taking a little bit of a closer look at Marquez at this point because... Although it's a very, very close fight yet again, Marquez's face looks a little bit of a mess because of that broken nose. So we move on and we get to the round of the fight, round number six. Yeah, uh, again, I mean, it, it was it, there was a huge amount of blood on Marquez's face coming out for that sixth round from that shot um, he took from Manny. Um, and Manny obviously tried to close out that fifth, which was a brilliant round. Clearly, like, you was bang on sword, absolute belt of a round. Um, so, you know, Pacquiao's coming forward now. He was sort of, uh, he could taste the opportunity. He was ready. He was thinking, you know, this is it. I, 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 I think he's sensed danger. I, I, I looked, watching the fight back again, and even I, I recall watching it live, and I remember thinking that Marquez did look in a bit of trouble. And the one thing I noticed as well was the fact that both their punches were really taking effect. A pair of them, really. Whoever hit, they were, clearly, like legs were dipping, and you were sort of thinking maybe this ain't going to full twelve. Maybe they've, they've just got that extra bit of weight, and um, you know, being a bit older, a bit more slower, um, and I think uh, probably a bit more powerful as well. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was another good round. Obviously, it's a brilliant round, a sixth round. But um, um, so, so like Pacquiao was for me. I thought he was actually winning the round that sixth round, and uh, there was a moment. I mean, there was a, he threw a left jab. Um, was was doing most of the jam- most of the damage from Pacquiao, and then right at the end of the round, Marquez obviously uh, he, he's in a bit of trouble. Um, Pacquiao is sort of putting him under. He, he, I think he hits Marquez with a right. I think it might have been the right or it might have been a left, but it was a left right. And Marquez looked a bit staggered, and he's going back, and then you can see Manny approaching the corner, and then he's starting to put the pressure on, and then you hear the the, the, the sort of ten seconds noise, and then you're thinking, okay, right. Ten seconds ago, he's not obviously not going to stop him, and then Pacquiao's still coming forward, and then Marquez waits for his moment. You can see it when you watch watch the slow motion, and he's waiting and waiting, and literally, I think was it a second, two seconds left of that round, and he hits him with that unbelievable right hand 
on the bell. Pacquiao literally drops to the floor, face down, unconscious, and you see Marquez run back to the corner, and uh, and then obviously the famous commentary is uh, he ain't getting up, <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it was. And he, he, he was that cold. It was it was the end of the fight, and what a superb right hand for Marquez. Two champions performing like champions. Yes, sir. See those movements right there? That's what's causing Marquez the most trouble. Because when Pacquiao does that, Marquez doesn't really realize how close Pacquiao has gotten to him. Marquez was off balance again. Now gets his feet back and tries to roar back to nail Pacquiao with the right hand. Oh! That's another knockdown! He's not getting up, Jim! He get up? He's not getting up, Jim! He get up? He's not getting up! No, he's been knocked out! A sensational right hand knockout by a bloodied Juan Manuel Marquez. And that is the keystone moment of his career. Manny Pacquiao is still faced out. And it may mean a fifth fight between Marquez and Pacquiao. The Marquez after always says that that was the moment that he always waits for in all those four fights and he it was it wasn't just a fluke shot it was something he'd, he'd see a lot and, and Manny when he throws that left hand he does sort of he drops it slightly and Marquez sensed his opportunity and he landed on the button and he flattened Pacquiao completely out and face down and end off that punch from Marquez was a punch sent from the gods he timed it and it was so accurate that Manny Pacquiao could not do a single thing about it and it was a mistake that Pacquiao had made he'd come forward and he'd come forward and you could see earlier on in the rounds as the fight was progressing that he was landing that counter right a few times I think you see in in round four and round five you could see he was landing that so he'd obviously been working on that but you'd think you know Pacquiao wouldn't make the same mistakes getting tagged with it constantly but you're probably thinking as well at the same time that Pacquiao's feeling like the pressure that he's putting on Marquez you know he can walk through what Marquez had because you got we remember you know they've both fought each other three times before this so they both know what each other are capable of however all it takes is one perfectly timed punch to knock any man out and this was one of them punches the way Marquez ducked under the second jab of Manny Pacquiao unloaded that right hand right on the bell straight into Pacquiao's mouth Pacquiao's head snaps back face first on the floor as you say and Roy Jones Jr uttering them fantastic commentary words it was just an initial reaction and I love when you get initial reactions like that that are just non-biased and to script this was off script this was he's not getting up Jim he's not getting up Jim he's not getting up Jim Jim Lampley goes no he's been knocked out and then that's kind of like wow you know you kind of sat there in disbelief thinking to yourself you cannot believe what you've just saw you didn't think you were going to see it. None of us thought we were going to see this. But Arquez is running around the ring like a headless chicken because this was <laughs> this was like a defining moment for him. No matter what we say about Marquez and his career, this was his defining moment in his career for me. Forget about them world titles, although they're fantastic honours and he's, he's very you know proud of winning all them world titles, I can guarantee this is probably the defining moment in his career, of his career, and if you ask the guy the question, I can guarantee he'd sit there and say, yeah, when I'm not Pacquiao out clean, that was that was the greatest moment of my career. Forget the titles, <laughs> knocking Pacquiao clean was, was for me, was, was probably the defining moment of Manuel Marquez's career, and I really, really enjoyed the fight. I was shocked that Pacquiao lost. I didn't have any bias towards any of the fighters, so I wasn't really too fussed if any of the fighters won. I wasn't fussed if Pacquiao won, and I wasn't fussed if Marquez won. I just wanted to see a good clean skillful fight and and that's what we got and i really really enjoyed it and it's just absolutely crazy to think that marquez had had all this i wouldn't say animosity towards pacquiao i'd say frustration about the results that he'd received in the past fighting pacquiao and he felt like he'd won at least two of them fights that they'd been involved in and for him to go and put a statement like that in against pacquiao uh, was absolutely fantastic and obviously we get to the post-fight interviews and the commentators on hbo are starting to suggest that maybe pacquiao should retire to focus on his congressional career but 
Pacquiao dismissive of that in his post-fight interview was talking about the fact that if they want a fifth fight, they'll go for a fifth fight. And, you know, I think it was very, very close to actually happening at one point. And just imagine what we would have got if we would have got a fifth fight between these two. Man, that just would have been immense. And unfortunately, it never happened. It never happened. As we move into the aftermath of this particular fight, we never got to see that fifth fight. I think people still called for it. All the way up until Marquez decided to retire. And Marquez's career finished after beating Manny Pacquiao. He lost to Tim Bradley Jr. the next year in a challenge for the WBO welterweight title. In a very close fight, which he lost on split decision as well. And then his final fight was in 2014, facing off against Mike Alvarado in what was an absolute great win for him. Really, really enjoyed him. It was good to see him eventually retire, to be honest with you, because at the time he'd, he'd retired from the ring, he was 40 years of age, and I think he'd given everything to boxing. As I said earlier, 21 years he spent in the ring, he'd fought, what was it, something ridiculous like 65 or 64 fights and 40 knockouts on his record. You know, the guy had been and won titles down in the featherweight division. He'd won titles in the welterweight division. He'd won titles in the lightweight division. You know, this guy had had achieved a lot for a Mexican fighter. And again, he's regarded as one of the greatest Mexican fighters. You know, if you're doing like a top 10 of Mexican fighters, Marquez is in there. It's subjective as to where you'd put him but he's definitely in that top 10 of greatest Mexican fighters of all time and one of the greatest defensive Mexican fighters of all time I might add as well Oh absolutely I think, I think in, in, in the era as a whole in terms of his counter punching and, and the way he could throw them combinations it's, set, like, it's hard to, to sort of say anyone's better than him in, in the noughties especially I thought he, he was he was outstanding it and um it was it was unfortunate. I mean, the funny thing is, is sort of looking back on his career, there was an opportunity when he could have fought Prince Nazim Hamid at, Fever, at Featherweight when Hamid had the WBO title. He actually become a mandatory challenger for uh, for, for Naz's title. Obviously, Naz went down a different route and fought Barrera instead. Obviously, we are now we now know how that happened, but that would have been an interesting fight. Uh, obviously, Marcus for me, I think he, he was a late bloomer. I think Naz probably would have got rid of him uh, because um, just Naz being uh, he was so unorthodox and he. Would wouldn't have been able to see the shots coming and watching the Pacquiao fights. That was the reason why he was put down so many times because he didn't see the shots coming, um, especially that left hand straight down, straight down the pipe, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. And obviously you had Barrera and we had Morelles. And, and the, the rumour has it is that they didn't, they weren't interested in fighting Marquez. So, you know, he, he had, op- there were opportunities for him and he was avoided. He was avoided. He was ducked. You know, people today, if you stuck, it was as it is today in social media people would say that Marquez is being ducked and that was basically how it was and that's why it took him so long and he had to sort of fight on as late as he did to get these opportunities and and for me I mean he, he had the last three fights of his career obviously the Pacquiao knockout was a brilliant fight I remember the Timothy Bradley fight as well that was definitely on Box Nation because I remember watching that and especially that last round as well I remember Bradley going toe to toe and he didn't he deliberately didn't want to know toe to toe with Marquez because after watching what he did to Pacquiao and then he did in the last round and, and in the end in the exchange Bradley actually caught Marquez and he sort of went back on wobbly legs and you see him smile because he was that sort of guy he just he loved the war he had that, that Mexican blood in him isn't he? he just wants to just have a toe to toe with you and, and, and as I say his style was, was a counter puncher um, and he was one of the best. And the, and the last fight, the, the Alvarado fight, was an absolute belter. I mean, I, I watched that again the other night. I forget how good of a fight that is. That is one of his best fights. And it is just, it just is like he knew it was his last fight of his career. And he just, <laughs> he decided to have a tear up. And, and that is a, as another cracking fight. Um, but yeah, uh, a fantastic fight. And one of the top Mexicans, he really is. He will be obviously put behind Morelles and Barrera. But I do believe, like, when you read certain information, that, you know, I do believe them two may have even just avoided him a little bit. Not not disrespecting their legacy, but that's how good he was. Well, you look at Pacquiao's career, and Pacquiao's still going. Even today, he, beat, he recently beat Keith <laughs> Thurman, which was, you know, again, crazy talk, really, when you would have thought about that a couple of years ago. So after losing to Juan Manuel Marquez, he came back and he went on a little run before bumping into Floyd Mayweather Jr., which we'll speak about briefly in a minute. So he beats Brandon Rios 
he beats Timothy Bradley, gets the revenge over Bradley, beats Chris Algieri, and then we get the super fight, the fight that we've all been looking forward to, the fight that happened five years too late, and... Everybody was excited for this. We was all genuinely really looking forward to seeing what would happen between these two fighters, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather. Everybody was hyped for it. I stayed up till God knows what time it was when this fight started again to watch the fight here. And it only turned out to be an absolute stink fest. One of the most underwhelming and overhyped fights of all time, in my opinion, given what we ended up getting. You choose how you decide to interpret that fight, but it felt very much like Floyd Mayweather was on his toes all the way through the fight and he was landing combinations yes he was getting through but it wasn't really an exciting fight whatsoever it felt like Mayweather was just kind of using lateral movement constantly to avoid anything Pacquiao had and yeah he won the fight on the cards but it wasn't the greatest of performances to be honest with you nobody really enjoyed watching that he got a lot of criticism and and even in today's age people are still talking about them fighting yet again which again you know, it was five years too late four years ago. It's going to be nine years too late if they decide to go at it again this year or next year. So Pacquiao moves on after that. He decides to come back and he beats Tim Bradley again and beats him for the WBO International Welterweight title, beats Jesse Vargas, loses in a controversial decision to Jeff Horn over in Australia, and then comes back and beats Lucas Matisse, and then this year, Adrian Broner, and then most recently, Keith Thurman on the 20th of July 2019 for the WBA Super World Welterweight title. The 40-year-old going in there against the 30-year-old, the 10-year difference. Thurman supposed to be one of the elite fighters of the division, Vision, uh, and Pacquiao beats him and it looks like we're going to get at least another year out of him yeah yeah Manny Pacquiao is the only man going in the legendary nights we've done a few now um, I don't think we'll have many legendary nights where the guy a guy that's on a legendary night is still fighting still active I mean that's impressive really considering how far back his career span, um, and he's still beating some of the best guys around. I mean, touching on that Mayweather fight, very, very. I'm not going to speak too much of it, but you know, I didn't really expect anything more than what we got. I did. I had a little kip and then woke up to watch it. Tried to feel a bit fresh, didn't. And um, to be honest with you, I think about round eight, I fell a kip, um, and then recapped again in the morning. Just about how good it was. It wasn't a very good fight at all. But you know, that's Mayweather for you. That's what he does. He's a spoiler, and he's a bit of a, he's a boring fighter. That's just my opinion. People will probably crucify me for saying that, but he is. That's just my opinion, especially this Mayweather. And um, you know, Manny moved on. Obviously, as you say, he finally got that sort of revenge on Bradley again. Uh, but the whole fight was another good fight. Um, was it, it, I wouldn't, people called it a robbery. I wouldn't call that a robbery. I think that was a pretty close fight, to be fair. I thought Pacquiao fought the wrong fight um, and Horn performed out of his skin. But, you know, going back to this year and then beating Broner and then beating Keith Thurman, he's just the one. I mean, the, the, you look through Manny's career and, you know, it, it, there's very rarely a fight that you can actually say that that was a bit of a boring fight for Manny, apart from the one, which is the, the name of the one. Um, also, there aren't many fights where there were clear-cut losses, apart from early in his career when he was in the Philippines and he, he did get stopped a couple of times, you know, but he was young and he was, he was very young. He actually lied about his age, didn't he? So he said he was 16, but he was actually... Well, he said he was 18, but he was 16. So he was fighting older guys. Obviously, you know, he's going to get found out. But either way, um, the point I'm trying to make is the only guy that ever really beat Manny Pacquiao convincingly is one Manuel Marquez. So, you know, it makes this, again, this legendary night even more sort of important, really, in terms of Manny Pacquiao's career. But, yeah, will he go on? Remember, is he going to fight Terence Crawford? I mean, could he do it? Could he beat Terence Crawford? I won't be betting against him again. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. I tell you what, I wouldn't bet against him either, and I didn't really bet against him against Thurman. I mean, I objectively spoke about it, and you spoke about it as well, and we both felt yeah. like there was a chance that he might actually upset the Africa, and he went in there and did that, and my word, what an emphatic win for him over Keith Thurman. A split decision, yeah, very, very close on the cards, but actually, in reality, it didn't really turn out that way it was quite one-sided you know I think for me Manny Pacquiao is you know we've I think we've even spoke about this before uh, in the recent episodes that we've done where Pacquiao has been involved in fights he's actually one of the greatest fighters that have ever lived 
and it's a very, very bold statement. And in terms of his in-ring accomplishments, eight weights eight-weight world champion. Who else has done that? There isn't anybody else that's done that. Nobody's done that. And we've said this before, in terms of ranking him above someone like Floyd Mayweather, would you do it? Yes, of course you would. 100%. So Manny Pacquiao, fantastic fighter. God knows what the next 12 months are going to hold for him. But for this legendary night, Marquez and Pacquiao going at it for a fourth time. Epic fight in 2012. Really, really enjoyed it. Great pick from the listeners and the users on Twitter that voted for this particular episode to be recorded. I thoroughly enjoyed doing it, Johnston. I think it was a great one to look back on. An emphatic ending to the fight. And great to sit down and speak about one of the greatest fighters that I've ever set foot in the squared circle. Yeah, and, and the other thing I would have said, it's, just a, it's a privilege to, to actually you know, witness one of these greats, you know, we, we, we've never, we we go back and we look at history all the time, so we're, I know you do, um, obviously we try to keep up to date with what's going on today, but, you know, everybody does, if you're a boxing fan, you're always going to go back and look at some of the old guys and, and just how great they are, and you always you sort of, you watch your Durans and you watch Leonard, you know, and you watch even Shoot going as far back as Sugar Robertson or even Jack Johnson, you know, and think, oh, what would it have been like to see, like, I don't know, Jack Dempsey in that open, you know, with, with those hundreds of thousands of people when he, when he fought. And it, 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 you, you sort of, you, you pinch yourself and think that, you know, Manny Pacquiao is still around and he is that good. He is. I mean, I would, people speak about how high, you know, how high we regarded Robert, Roberto Duran is and rightly so, but I, I would literally be, as, him and Manny are pretty close for me. Um, I mean, um, the, the fact as well is, I don't want to go on a rant here, but there's a tarnishment of the drugs as well when people say that he's all juiced up. You know, I just think that's, that's just not, that's just wrong, really. I mean, the guy has, he's been doing it at Worldweight for a long time. You know, he's thought, you know, look at, he's, look at the guys he's beat. All right, Mosey was a little bit over the hill, but he beat Mosey. He's beaten Barrera or, or a little bit lower in weight. You know, he beat Marquez. You know, he, he's, had, he's had some great, great wins and great victories on his record. And he's been doing it at Worldweight for a long time. Um, you know, and for people to even tarnish that and say that because he's beat Keith Furman that, you know, he's juiced up, I think it's wrong. And I think, you know, unless anything, something like that comes out and it's proven, then fine. But I honestly just think he's a freak of nature. And I think that he will always go down as a great. And eventually, when he does retire, goes what else he could achieve. It's incredible to think that he probably could. But he will go down as probably one of my top 10 greats of all time. And, and, and that's, that might be high praise, but honestly, uh, uh, that's just how I feel, and I do believe that he is that good. Yeah, and I can't argue with you on that one, Johnson. I do totally agree. And maybe Manny Pacquiao will come up in the future for one of the career profile episodes. I'd be happy to sit down and speak about his career in depth and in detail, a little bit more about the career of Manny Pacquiao. And I hope everybody that's listened to it has enjoyed this episode of Legendary Nights. This was the tale of Manny Pacquiao versus Juan Manuel Marquez number four. If you've enjoyed it go and find us on social media and let us know on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, Facebook BTR Boxing Podcast. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast you can do so by heading over to Apple Podcasts and finding us, searching BTR Boxing Podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating leave us a review. It truly helps us get more mainstream exposure. If you're not on Apple and you're on an Android phone and you're listening to it that way you can download various apps including podbean stitcher spreaker player fm we're even on spotify as well so go and give us a follow on there to get all the latest episodes of legendary nights and all the other series that we're running so guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of legendary nights you've been listening to the tale of manny pacquiao versus juan manuel marquez number four Right now, Thomas Hearns is an open book for Ray Leonard. Backs up against the ropes. This is one of the most unusual calls by a referee in the history of the sport. The first loss, a tremendous victory. Leonard fighting off the ropes. It happened, it happened. Number cut by Douglas. Down goes Tyson. Hooks it, right hand shot. Podcast Network.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.